Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, your favorite indie author and homegirl extraordinaire, LaDosha, aka Kilolo right coming to you live and direct in the living room of my home located in cleveland ohio and i want to start off by saying power to the peaceful protesters that's what i want to start off by saying because i haven't had the opportunity to protest i've been busy working and trying to do some behind the scenes and you know doing my best to get involved to bring about the change you know, for our people in this nation, America, 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 we have got to get, you know, you guys, America's got to get itself together. And I'm not saying we, because I did not start the slavery thing. And so, um, you know, every time people ask me, well, Dosha, what do you think about all of what's going on in the United States? I'm going to say it once and I'm going to say it again. Chickens. That's right. Chickens. I don't know how long this country thought it was going to be able to pull that whole um, slavery thing off and not be able to, you know, uh, pay its karmic debt, but it is definitely taking place. Um, so, so that's, that's how I'm just starting it off. So power to the peaceful protesters. Um, we're going to have a wonderful discussion today about the have and have not some hair care. But before I get into the discussion of the have, I'm going to continue on with the current events as I, you know, again, send a super duper shout out to uh, Power to the Peaceful protesters on behalf of all Black Lives That Matter. And um, uh, specifically, we know that this conversation is being spearheaded by the horrific murder of Mr. George Floyd, uh, Mr. George Floyd and um, Amara Aubrey, and of course, Breonna Taylor, and just so many. It's a shame that we, we know these people's names by heart, but we don't know them personally. Um, but we want them to know as they rest in power that we are all doing our best to make sure that this time, this time around, we're going to do some stuff that Martin Luther King, you know, talked about in the new phase of civil rights, of the new phase of the the civil rights uh, struggle. And that's a video that you all can watch on YouTube. Um, Again, it's called uh, Martin Luther King Jr., the new phase of the civil rights struggle. And this was recorded uh, by NBC 11 months before, you know, his assassination. And so people keep asking, you know, what do you guys want, you know, um, for the, you know, in exchange or how can we bring about a resolve to murdering these three wonderful, you know, um, people. And, uh, you know, we're saying this, I'm saying, I can't say we, I'm just saying on my agenda when I'm given the opportunity to be involved and do my part as an individual and an entrepreneur that um, I'm just going to go back to um, Martin Luther King's, you know, video. And again, this is the, the new phase of the civil rights struggle. So that was um, in the 60s. Uh, um, and here we go. We're at it again. And so um, he said, you know, um, that whole slave, the color, you know, um, they never gave us anything. You know, um, they gave our, the Western neighbors a lot. But, you know, us slaves, us descendants of slave, slavery, we got nothing. 
and all we had to do was just, you know, you know, get free. We got some free air and some, and some bills and some problems, and everybody else got chances that we didn't get. So this time around, I believe that we are all asking for, you know, no more rhetoric. We want to see the agendas from all parties involved, and all parties does not just mean the police department, but most first and foremost. Definitely, we want to see the agenda from that police department of what they're going to do about what they're calling justifiable homicide and all this crap. And then we want to see what is America and all her cronies, her politicians, what are you guys going to do? And then us fellow citizens, what can we do to give them some direction about what is needed? So we appreciate all the donors because they throwing money at us, you know, like we on a pole or something, you know, they just toss money everywhere um so we appreciate all of the philanthropic and all the you know stuff that folks are doing it you know whatever they think they're doing to help you know bring about a resolve but my dad always said if you're not part of the solution you are part of the problem so before you go running off yeah they think they slick and you know the politicians ain't this and so on and so forth where where are our leaders now remember you my darlings are leaders as well so when you all if, if you find yourself complaining about what they're not doing and what they could be doing i want you to ask yourself what could you do in addition to protesting and having podcasts you know what else can we do at least that's what i act myself and that is how i start my day off so next up on the mic we're talking about the removal of those monuments you know, did you guys see uh, or read about Robert E. Lee? You know, ye old Confederate, you know, uh, Army, uh, the, what was he, a Confederate Army General or something like that? Um, so he was running things back in 1800s and he was like, yeah, you know, you can free some slaves, but they ain't getting no rights. So, you know, he, he, he had a notorious history and what he felt. And he was the king of racism and separatism and all this other stuff. So now they're saying, take this crap down. So uh, take this cat down. So he came down. I also read, I think it was in the New York Times, that the University of Kentucky is removing a mural of enslaved Africans. I'm like, Lord Jesus, you know, white folks crazy. All right, uh, Louisiana's Nichols State University scrapped the names of two Confederate generals. Uh, you know, again, you know, uh, going back to the new phase of the civil rights struggle per uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, again, he was right when he said they never gave us nothing. Everybody kept saying black folks need to pull their stuff up by the bootstraps and get over slavery and so on and so forth. You guys put us out in the rat race, you know, with absolutely positively nothing and expected us to come out, which we did, but you know, then y'all started killing us and continue to kill us. Actually, you didn't start killing us. You took the killing to another level and then tried to put some fancy words behind it, like justifiable homicide. But black folks ain't having that anymore. So um, it's just time, you know, it's time that, you know what they say, change gonna come. So my new statement is now, change, change, you know, it's coming, it's happening. And when you talk about some change that's coming, change is happening and how changes change, let's give it up for Mayor Muriel Bowser. I have a couple of words for her. Yo, Muriel, what a power move on her. 
that was some dope, 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 dopey dope. You know how I say blackity black? That was some blackity black, dopey dope power moves that she pulled when she painted Black Lives Matter and renamed the street right in front of the White House. That is what we're talking about. Now, we know on the facetious level that was really petty. But sometimes petty tactics calls for petty measures. And so I did hear that some of the black lives were not too happy because they felt like, you know, that's taken away from what we're trying to do and so on and so forth. I'm like, sometimes you just got to be like that, you know. So um, I'm saying, you know, I'm glad she did it because sometimes we have to send a message that's real petty. And that message is not petty. Black Lives Matter. So no, um, Mayor Muriel Bowser did not coin the term, the phrase Black Lives Matter. But I personally feel and believe in my heart that that message needed to be, you know, just blaring across the the globe right there um, near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever that freaking address is. And that's our house anyway. And that's our street. So you go, girl. So Black Lives Matter. I feel you. But on the other token, um, Mayor Muriel Bowser, I'm just going to say you ran a power move and I absolutely loved it. I was just like mic drop. That was a mic drop situation. So uh, speaking of a mic drop situation, um, you know, we the topic today is about the haves and the have nots of hair care. Okay. Um, and so this topic is really important because last week, you know, we talked about, you know, we had returned to work and because, you know, we were all put on freeze, we were sheltering in place and no one could go anywhere and do anything that they were accustomed to doing. And one of those things that a lot of people were accustomed to doing was, of course, going to the hair salon and barbershop. And so a lot of people found themselves in somewhat of a pickle because they didn't know what to do with their hair, you know, uh, and not, it wasn't always around, you know, being foo-foo frilly, but some of it was just some people, you know, with all, for all practical intents and purposes, you know, they just cannot do their own hair, you know. And so, um, so they found themselves in somewhat of a struggle. Now, to those who have been listening to my podcast, or if you have visited me, you know, uh, sat in my chair at the hair salon or read my books, it is no, I mean, the simple fact that you're listening to the podcast is telling you right now that I'm definitely one of those cosmetologists who likes to teach people how to do their own hair because I came uh, from a place where, you know, we didn't always have, that's number one. And then number two, you know, hair care and hairstyles were a part of hygiene. So my mother didn't necessarily uh, indoctrinate or bring us up or have us believing or whatever fancy, you know, term, however you want to phrase it. She did not look at hairstyles as something that was for the accomplished, the bourgeoisie, you know, the wealthy. It was like, you know, part of brushing your teeth. And so my approach to cosmetology um, uh, as it relates to hair care, skin care, and nail care, because after all, that's what cosmetology is, in case you didn't know it. A cosmetologist, we focus, we study, we do hair, skin, and nails. Um, in my mother's world, that was just part of hygiene. So, um, but in the beauty business, it has definitely somewhat of a aesthetic and superficial tone. So the haves and the have-nots 
of of hair care. It's something that's in my book. It's also in my language. It's also in my service. And if you listen to me once, you've heard me say it again, that hair care and hairstyles are about the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. So I'm going to break it down. What must you have when it comes to the right products? So again, it is extremely imperative that you have the right products that matches your texture, your type, or goal that you're trying to accomplish with your hair. Now, here we are again with this whole race thing. And so race, as we can see, the only, only, the onlyest reason that that happened to Mr. Floyd is because of the color of his skin. That's it. Nothing. And then the color of his skin and everything associated with it at the behest of that white officer, okay? So we see how, you know, the influence of of a white person's thought processes and action has caused the loss of life in a horrific way in front of the world, you know, in addition to all of the people and our ancestors. Listen, guys, don't let this happen to your hair, too. Your life, your hair is a part of your life. So don't allow racism to keep you from who you are. It's very important that you buy your products according to your texture and type. When chemists make products, I know you guys are going to find this hard to believe. Unlike the police department, they don't see color, okay? They just really work with the fabric and they use chemicals and natural ingredients or whatever to create something to help you reach your goal and or to match your texture and type, okay? So I want you guys to understand that's a must-have. You're buying your hair care products, make sure you do that, okay? Um, Another must-have are the right tools. So many times, you know, you look on the social media, TV, you know, your phone, you check your emails, you have all types of stuff popping up at as the artificial intelligence monitors what you're doing, you know, on your phone and your computer, um, and it's feeding you stuff. Now, remember the operative word in this example of must-haves as it relates to the products is artificial intelligence. What they are feeding you on those social medias, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, you know, the Facebooks, even some of these podcasts. They're feeding you artificial stuff about what they think that you should have for your hair. If you want to know what are the best tools for my hair and you have a cosmetologist or a barber, I just, you know, beg you, plead with you, start there. If you're paying someone to do your hair, ask that person, what do they recommend that you should use for your hair? on your hair. If you do not have a licensed cosmetologist or someone to help you, of course you can ask your parents. If you don't have your parents or your grandma, extended family members, most hair salons are going to offer a consultation for free for a very nominal fee to help you get the information that you need. 
So that's the best way. All of those are the best ways to find out what are the right tools to use on my hair. And tools are not limited to flat arms and combs and brushes. Remember, your tools are your fingers, your tools are your mindset, your tools are preparation, your tools are what you're doing. So don't just limit it to how much money you can spend, but make sure you incorporate yourself and your own physical, you know, your fingers, you know, your mind, your mouth, your eyes, include those as tools that you can use to have the right tools for your hair. Next up, I must have, I must have this, is the right technique. Now, the right techniques are something that has to be taught, and I have said this once, and I've said it again, the best place to learn how to do your hair is at home. Now, I know what you're saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, h-uh. ain't that right, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-huh, did y'all like that? Let me say it again. Ain't that right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That ain't right, guys. It's your job as a parent to learn everything you can and be prepared for this child, even if it's hair. Now, I understand. I got two left hands. I can't do it. I can't figure it out. Remember, this is your child. So we don't want to send the message that this is something that you can't do or it's not important. So if you're a new parent, please understand that you are your baby, your child, you know, your your toddler, you know, your 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 uh, preteen. You are their Beyonce. You are their, you know, I don't know, Hannah Montana. I don't I don't watch TV, so I don't know. But you are your child's superstar, is where I'm. You are your child's superhero. You are your child's first glimpse into self-preservation and self-care. So you have to find a way to learn how to do your child's hair, number one. Number two, you have to be the role model. So if your child doesn't see you do your hair when it comes to the right techniques, I guarantee you they're not going to learn. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Well, what if my wife is deceased? What if I'm the same sex parent? You know, um, what if I'm I'm blind? I can't see. I don't know. What if there are so many scenarios? Remember, there are a plethora of resources to help you, and you're going to have to reach out to your extended family and friends. And if you don't have them, that's when you come to the hair salon and allow us to help you. Okay. So the right techniques are something that you, as the parent, are going going to have to be responsible and learning what those will be for your child and for your hair. Now, if you grow, like Dosha, you just went way off. You know, what about us who don't have kids? Or our kids are grown and we grew up. That's what I said, grew up. Don't say nothing. Y'all quit laughing at me. So what if you're, you know, one of those people, you're already grown and you're already in the throes of I don't know how to do my hair. I don't know what to do. I hate doing it. Now, remember, your hair is an extension of you. And a lot of times, I know you're like, we don't want to hear the race car. I have to pull the race car because the onlyest, I'm making up all these words, how you guys like it? The onlyest reason that you're hating your hair, you're not liking your hair, is because you don't know it. 
and hating your hair and not knowing your hair and not liking your hair. It is truly, truly a slave. It is a practice that comes from slavery. And I know what you're going to say. There is no history that all Africans love their hair. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, I'm not saying every day is a hair good day. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that all Africans love their hair, but I'm going to say it. All Africans that have not been jaded, you know, by Western school of thought, they love their hair. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna be like, you don't know that to be true. I don't know that to be true, but I feel it to be true. You can't hate yourself. guys. You can't hate any part of yourself. Now, there are things about my features that I just don't like, but I don't hate them. And and I make time. So I don't like my boobs, you know, but I make sure they're clean, you know. I don't like my toes. They're not the cutest, but I make sure they're clean. You see where I'm going with this? So this is why I'm making that bold statement that, yes, they did, you know. Um, the reason why most of us are not liking our hair and not wanting to, you know, do those techniques, it is because we have been shamed and now it's second nature and we think that this is the way it's supposed to be, but it's not. We've been trained and it's ingrained that there's something wrong with our hair. And this is what they don't tell you at the hair salon. There ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with your hair. You're going to have to come to the resolve that you have to be involved with your hair care. And so for some people, this is good news. For other people, this is bad news. And so, you know, I'm a diehard optimist. I'm an African and I believe in the potential for greatness. So I believe that anyone and everyone who's listening to this podcast who are like, uh-uh, I'm not doing my own hair. I I just implore you, I, you know, please, you know, rethink that because the pandemic and of course, a host of other situations are definitely signaling us, signaling us and letting us know that that is not the best way to be when it comes towards your hair. It's not a good mindset. It won't serve you because your hair ain't going nowhere. So you're going to have to deal with your hair. Now, styling is a whole nother conversation. But at this point, when it comes to technique, we're talking about making sure that it is clean and grown. Okay, so the worst case scenario, you wash it, you pull it back in the ponytail, or you wear your hair as is. Um, the best case scenario, you pay somebody else to do it. But this pandemic is not going to um, allow that to be a viable option for a lot of people for a host of reasons. So you can go to a hair salon and learn the right techniques. You can also visit my YouTube channel. You can also become a member of my home hair care platform that's on Patreon. So it's patreon.globalhaircare.com. Um, okay, so you just globalhaircare.patreon uh, or vice versa, and you're going to find my home hair care membership that has about six tiers from entry level all the way to professional that can help you with your hair. And it has some cool videos, you know, downloadable PDFs and all that cool stuff that you like. And it's not artificial intelligence. It's actually intelligence that's pertinent to you because you get to pick 
the level that you want. So it doesn't pick you, you pick it. So there are six tiers that you can read and check from. I'm, I'm sorry, select from, and the memberships are as affordable, you know, from $3 a month for the beginner to $45 a month to the expert and everywhere in between. There is something on that platform for all people to learn how to do the right techniques for their hair. So, you know, you got to change your mindset and, and make the time, take the time to make the time for you. You are the most important person in the world. And when you begin to make change with yourself, you begin to change not only the world, not only your world, but the world. And it's that that's how influential you are because, you know, like, you know, uh, Q-Tip said, it's a vibrant thing, you know, a vibrant, vibrant, vibrant thing. So it's a vibe. So send out good vibes. When you take care of yourself, you're sending out good vibes. So I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I make money doing hair, skin, and nails. But I also, you know, make it my business, a part of my uh, my service and also in offering a wonderful salon experience is to make sure that everybody can do something to their hair. And, I, and maybe and everybody, all of my customers can't go from start to finish. So wherever you are, I can meet you. But what I don't support, I'm not a fan of, is having people totally dependent, you know, on a hair salon in a hair salon or a barbershop when there are techniques that you can do at home. So you can't do it. There are a lot of ways that you can find, you know, uh, find access to get help. And again, you can visit a hair salon or you can go and watch my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type in LaDosha Wright. Or you can, you know, go to Patreon, Global Hair Care, and then you can check out, you know, one of those six tiers because there is something for you and there is no artificial intelligence. Speaking of artificial intelligence, before I sign out, um, if you are just totally anti-artificial intelligence, which of course I am, obviously, okay, I have just read another great book. Now, there's no big secret. And I'm not just saying this because I like to write, but I'm saying this because I like to read, which helps me like to read. Okay, so now there's this wonderful, wonderful book out, and it's called uh, Spears of the Masi, and it's by the Kafi Pisces Research Team. And so these are four brothers, and they're from different parts around the United States. And so what they did was they took the lesson from Chancellor E. Williams' book, um, the destruction of the black civilization. And if you haven't read that book, I know you're like, don't you not again? Yeah, read the book. Come on, guys, read the book. But if you can't, so here's what happened was. So um, in that book, The Destruction of the Black Civilization, uh, Chancellor E. Williams is telling you, giving you a backdrop to how that last, you know, um, uh, African, you know, uh, empire or dynasty, these warriors, which was the Masi warriors, were one of the, the last, you know, tribes that they that was fighting to not enslave us. And so these gentlemen took that story and they carried it forth to honor our ancestors and the legacy and their legacy in this book by highlighting the wonderful contributions that we have made to the world as Africans without any disrespect, taking anything from other wonderful cultures, ethnicities, and nationalities and 
people across the globe. When I tell you this is a fascinating read for the entire family, I promise you, you will not be let down. I personally think that every home should have it and you should have your children read one chapter and you guys can have a discussion and learn a little bit of your story the real story um instead of instead of learning the life of times of someone else it doesn't benefit your health or your your wealth or your mental health and yeah i stole that from kara's one learn a little bit of your story with um um spears of the Masi. And this was written by the Coffee, I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Coffee Pisces Research Team. And that's Coffee, K-O-F-I, Pisces, P-I-S-I-E, Research Team. So if I'm pronouncing it wrong, you know, don't touch it. Tack to my head, don't touch it to my heart. But in any hoot, the name of the book is Spears of the Masi. M-O-S-S-I and yes you can go on to Amazon and uh, go to YouTube and find and buy it from them directly okay so I'm going to sign off Um, thank you guys so much again power to the peaceful protesters if you got something to say about what you don't like about what's happened remember you are a leader too and you can make change right there where you're at wherever you stand wherever you work you can do some change you know and make things happen for the betterment of all black people that's here in the united states um, of uh, america okay so and to wrap this up the haves are all about the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. The have-not is when you're just not going to do what I'm asking you to do in this podcast, okay? So do it, guys. Come on, do the right thing. Take care of your hair. You're the most special, right? You know what I say when I'm always signing out, right? A whole lot of peace, a whole lot of love. No, yeah, a whole lot of peace, a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hair, Uh And if you ain't got no hair, then do what? You know, just rub your beautiful forehead. It's okay. I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life.